on this episode of Why Watch That. Uh, it may give you a little run for your money. I know you don't like to pick and choose your you're babies. You're hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why we tell stories. There is a reason. It is yeah. to transmit information. Why are we doing that as humans? It is for the survival of the species. This is why we are human. <laughs> okay. Oh Note the title. Curb your enthusiasm, but who should be curbing it? It's not Larry David, it's you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you. I know that's sacrilege. We may get some hate mail. I don't Is care. It? You don't even know my address. <laughs> so you go, holy moly, we've bumped into something. We have, and we bumped into a spinoff. Now, let look. <laughs> Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to EntrepreneurMealPlan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. We all know 2020 has delivered some very interesting moments. Mm. Some of them we thought we were not going to survive. But thankfully, most of us did maneuver through that. Obviously, we're acknowledging the fact that it's been a rough year for 99.9%. And if it wasn't a rough year, then it was certainly unusual. Mm. And we at Why Watch That always like to look back over the year. Now, some of us don't want to do that. (laughs) We're just going to stick to what we know how to do. We're not going to go over those moments. So what we thought we would do for you all is to go over kind of the best and notable TV shows that really brought us through the year. Mm. Uh, We know that television on a whole has experienced this amazing burst of content flooding into our homes and or our devices since the dawn of streaming. But I beg to say, Critic, I think this year was an extra special year for television since we couldn't go to the theater. Yeah, so true. And streaming now has changed forever. I mean, we're going to see what that really means in the future, Uh, not only for TV, but also for movies. And just so the listeners know, Raph, we will be doing this for movies as well, closer to when the awards season is over. So just know that that's coming, okay? But this is TV time. And what a list we have, Raph. If there was ever a list that would represent 2020, (laughs) 
this is the list. It is a, I keep saying it, but I love that little category in Jeopardy, potpourri. This is definitely a mishmash of things, but very impactful, very notable. And not necessarily when we say the best and notable, we're not necessarily saying that that show is both of those things. So that's a little caveat that we'll we'll have. This is going to be a two-parter because you know the way we like to chit-chat and express our love for, for television. And when we get to the end of part two, just a little, little hint, we're going to give you our top three. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's for me, it's not going to be that hard. But I think for you, uh, it may give you a little run for your money. I know you don't like to pick and choose your you're babies. You're hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, let's talk about the, the TV show that has been probably a sleeper surprise hit. Mm. especially for a studio that had just been acquired by Disney. Oh, oh, oh. oh. We're talking about, or fully by Disney, because that was piece by piece by piece before <laughs> letting go of stuff. <laughs> I didn't know if NBC was ever going to let go of their share. Mm. But we're talking about, of course, Hulu. And this year, normal people really came out the gate. And I know I have not watched it yet because I think because this year has been traumatic mm-hmm. and there's been heartache and loss yeah. and confusion yes. <laughs> and unmet expectations. Mm. I'm not really in the space, but I will be, I will be watching for sure. You got a chance to see the whole thing. And what, yeah. what are your thoughts? Why is this the best? Why is this notable? I don't know. <sighs> well, you know, for me as an introvert, I have never related so much to what I was seeing on the screen uh, where I could go, Oh yeah, that's how it is. That is how it actually is. So we have uh, Paul Mescal playing Connell and Daisy Edgar Jones playing Marianne in this. And, you know, they meet, well, not quite meet, they know each other, but we we meet them in high school and they grow up. They go to college throughout this show, throughout these episodes. And just their relationship, because when it comes to Connell, he is an introvert, but he's popular. So what does that mean? How does he negotiate that? He has this family life going on. So does Marianne. It's troubled. They meet, they connect, but can they stay connected? And what happens when they're not? So I'm not going to give that away. Of course, we've reviewed all of this stuff. But I just to me, when I thought back through the year, Raph, this was right there. It took you right there. Right there. Yeah. Got it. Well, let's move on to something else that's taken a... That's taking specifically Great Britain right there. I mean, there is, Mm. at this very moment of taping, and I'm sure well into the holiday season, The Crown has delivered quite the blow. Mm. And I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. Right. The debate has never been so feisty um, internationally when it comes to writing narrative material that's loosely, in some cases... Not so loose. Mm. Um, Loosely based on events and or people. And the crown is definitely one of those top things. Now, let's all remember, everyone, this is the crown. This is the second season for Olivia Coleman and cast. Final season for that cast. But we are introduced, Critic, as we talked about in our review, to a character that we all know. The, The car crash, you could just, you're on a train. You see the car 
Yeah. Or the the one the damsel whatever you see and you can't stop it. Yeah. Yes. What happens if you just can't stop the train? And I don't think a lot of people liked. We'll just say a lot of notable people in um, London and Great Britain quite liked um, that train not being able to stop. Yeah. And of course, you know who we're talking about. Yes, exactly. And, you know, they want disclaimers on the show. You know, it's not a historical representation. Okay. Like, I mean, you know, we know that. And anybody who's taking this as a history lesson, well, you're not going to help them anyway with a disclaimer. So I would just say, can you find better television is the point. And that is why y'all want a disclaimer. That's why you want it. If it weren't so good, we wouldn't have that discussion. And it's top to bottom. I mean, even when you go to the Queen Mother played by Marion Bailey, whom we don't talk about, <laughs> that woman, I mean, and with that scene she has with uh, Helena Bonham Carter when she has to get real. On the beach, yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. So th- there's a reason why we tell stories. There is a reason. It is yeah. to transmit information. Why are we doing that as humans? It is for the survival of the species. This is why we are human. <laughs> okay. Oh I wasn't expecting quite the quite the psychological dive. <laughs> so not saying that we need this show to survive. So wait, I was gonna say, so if we don't watch the crown, civilization will crumble. Well, is if that we what you're don't saying, have- critic? If we don't have potent stories like The Crown, it will. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I have to bring up this point and this caveat because we're talking about it. No one said anything when we were dealing with a certain king abdicating himself. Mm. No one dealt with, no one said, oh, that's not how Churchill, that's not how it went. It's because those people are long gone. Right. And, and or they're older. It's because now we're getting closer to the timeline that people are in a huff. They should have shut down. If that's, if that's really the situation, that first season dealt with some ugly stuff. Yeah. And they should have had the disclaimer way back then. But what we love about the crown, and this is something that I'm going to reiterate that you said is you said the crown doesn't deal with the issues of the Royal family. It deals with the weight of the crown. Mm. It's called the crown, not the queen. Mm-hmm. and not anything else. So whatever issues they're dealing with, it is all encompassing and, and impacting the crown. Mm. And it deals with the situations as they occur on set or in that specific situation, not in the scope of history. So if, you know, you have a disturbing scene of Princess Diana, the fictional Princess Diana, right. behaving or exercising her sickness Hmm. did that actually happen in that room at that time no no maybe who knows we weren't there but for the story's sake you can't get any better than the crown no all hail the queen okay (laughs) moving on this is something that you have talked about ad nauseum and not in a bad way and not necessarily in the perfect way it is just great television for a period piece like I, you, you've gone on um belgravia on epics is not something that i was able to watch but it's certainly my cup of tea and why is that hmm. well because it's from mr julian fellows that's why now you're going julian fellows who is julian fellows what are you talking about um excuse me downton abbey 
Okay. Gosford Park. Gosford Park. Now, we talked about in my review of Belgravia that this is not <laughs> Downton Abbey. It's the nasty side of Downton Abbey. It's O'Brien. Okay, that's... If O'Brien were a show, it would be <laughs> Belgravia. This is... The thing you want to watch if you want to feel good about watching an indulgence. <laughs> I will always say, when you see it, and this is on Epic, so you got to get to Epics to, to watch it. When you see a son tell his father, you better pay him. After the father comes to him desperate because he has gambling debts. When a character says you better pay him to his father, you know what kind of show you got here. So this is all about, you know, people doing crazy stuff. And of course, there's money involved. Who's going to get this inheritance? That is Belgravia. It is still one of my favorite watches of 2020. Nice. Well, also coming back for its umpteenth season is Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO. And you got a chance to watch it. Now, here, Critic, why is Curb Your Enthusiasm so special this season? I mean, we've had, what, 10 11 to choose from? Yeah, exactly. It's because this is one of the most consistent shows on television. You know what you're going to get from Larry David. If you are a curmudgeon in the real world or if you are hiding it in the real world, then this show will soothe your soul because Larry David says what's on his mind. Okay, you can try to cancel him. He doesn't care. Okay, that's what's happening in the show. And he gets a lot of great people to show up and play along with him for this ride. So it's just hilarious. I mean, when he opens up a spike store, ref, because of the coffee shop, his favorite coffee shop, they won't do certain things he likes. He opens up a coffee shop to compete right next door. I mean, this is the kind (laughs) of show you get. It is just great stuff. Ted Danson pops up. Laverne Cox showed up and had to set Larry straight. And the way she did it is hilarious. I mean, these are the things that you want. Note the title curb your enthusiasm but who should be curbing it it's not larry david it's you (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it we have to um i i wasn't surprised that this would make the list it is it's in its final season it's done it's a wrap it's over homeland closed out this year on showtime and quite frankly was one of those shows that somehow started in one era yeah. And then ended in another era. And we talked about whether that worked or not, especially when we're looking at international global issues and who's the antagonist, who's the protagonist. You know, I felt like, the, you know, this is the people from 24. Remember that mm-hmm. this this came from the same kind of people. And this year, you, you are you going to miss Mandy's walk? <laughs> <Tinkin's> walk? <laughs> Look, I don't know what he's lined up to do next. But you must film him walking. <laughs> You've got to do it. Because everybody, when you go to acting school, they talk about intentions and people have different words for that same thing. You know, what, what, what's your goal? What's your objective? You know, all of that kind of stuff. As an actor, his walk has an objective. <laughs> and you don't signal as an actor to the audience what it is really. It's for you. It's your motivator. I don't know what's motivating that man. But he needs to just just tell me, Mandy, what it is, because I'm going to use it myself because it is so urgent. And (laughs) he and and Claire Danes playing Carrie and and Mandy's playing Saul, their journey Mm. is really this show. Mm. And in the end, if you've watched it, you know what I mean. 
In the mm. end, ref, it's rare that you go through eight seasons of a show. Yeah. And you go, I want to see the next one. Oh. I want them to come back at some point and do the next show. The next one. Where they, mm. and like you said, because early on in the season, I said, ref, it feels like it's a different era. Not bad, but I feel like I'm not now. In the end, they bring it up to now in a way that resolves the show without resolving it by opening the show up. You go, oh, no, 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 you didn't. So that's what happened with Homeland. So, it, it you know, it's hard for a show, especially one that's been on the air this long, to stick the landing. It did. I don't yeah. care. Nobody said. Excellent. Excellent. Well, what do you have to say about Rami? Mm. This is the second season. First season came out the gate. It was another surprise hit. In fact, he got a lot of accolades for it. Hulu returned for a second season and it made the best, most notable. Why? Yeah. Well, because Rami is one of the bravest shows. The, what the, makes it brave? Well, literally, some of the subject matter, you would not believe what's going on in the show. And you're watching it. And you're like, I don't really want to go there with you, Rami, but the way they do it is so well done. Um, now, they're not perfectly done, and I think the first season's better than the second. But the end of the first season, he does something with a family member, and you're like, but it makes sense. And in this second season, oh my goodness, I, one of the things he does with his friends, it's just, I, I, I don't think I needed to witness it, but I did, and we went through it. So yeah. I would just say, Rami, Hey, it is a singular experience and you will not be the same after watching this. So another thing that, look, uh, uh, let me tell you something. There, We talked about how shows change over time. Talked about Homeland having eight seasons. But what about the Narcos franchise, right? Remember that? Now, the thing about Narcos is the first Narcos, I liked it. I was really enjoying it but it felt like it got stuck in the mud at times. But then after that, we got Narcos Mexico. We go forward from Escobar. And in this case, Diego Luna's character came in. And I always talk about Diego, how he's not coming back for the next season of this iteration of Narcos. And Narcos Mexico, unlike Narcos, to me, doesn't get stuck in the mud because it's all these people trying to get to the top. That's the whole point. That's the difference. So, you know, the regular Narcos is, hey, we got to pull down Escobar. We do see him go up. We see his ascent. But it's also coming down. And this one, Narcos Mexico, it opens up. And I think that if you haven't started the Narcos franchise, hey, you could. You could probably start with Narcos Mexico. But I would do both Narcos and Narcos Mexico yeah. in preparation for the next season. Narcos Mexico, oh my goodness. I can't wait for the next one, please. Oh my gosh, I have to start the first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we both. I will say thank you. Can I say thank you? You can. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for introducing me to this show. I think all of our listeners know how much we both love this show and I'm going to go ahead and crown it and you don't have to I am the best comedy of 2020 hands down for me Ooh. the best comedy series Young Sheldon mm. there is rarely a show that I eagerly wait <laughs> until its next episode that really isn't a driving force of narration 
it really is more of a it's legit a situational situation yeah. of comedy of comedic moments with young Sheldon and and yeah, we don't have to explain what young Sheldon is we all know it came out of Sheldon um, from the Big Bang Theory but this is not a multi-camera laugh track comedy yeah it is sheer brilliance never have I seen before a better cast ensemble work because mm. you need everybody yes everybody every not just the, the young Sheldon better ensemble work coupled with better writing material <laughs> it's just it's a hit and i i cannot tell you how great of a joy it was to get through sheldon sheldon or a uh, young sheldon in 2020 yeah exactly especially this year like you were just saying ref it's just a wonderful place to escape to you can just relax and laugh and it's so smart at the same time i just love that show i love it up to now i love what they're doing now in these uh episodes that are going on right now ref so we'll of course continue with that heck yeah and then we have to end this first part with well before we do we missed one oh my god we get to this one we miss the queen's gambit Oh, how could we miss the Queen's <laughs> Gambit? I dare say. I so, dare say. Now, this ain't the Queen we talked about from The Crown. Oh, there is no royalty <laughs> up in this. No. No, I mean, if you haven't. Now, I believe, Raph, I think it still is. Uh, this is the most popular limited series in Netflix history. Something like that. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy in the lead role. It is about chess, but it is more than chess going on. The way they film the chess and the whole buildup across the season and all the different characters, it is based on a book. I only had one little problem right before the last episode lead into it. We had a lull, but I'm going to tell you, I watched it twice. <laughs> really? Watch it again. I sure did. I watched it with my brother the second time. Mm. Kudos to y'all. <laughs> Queen's Gambit definitely top on the list it's bingeable but to me mm-hmm. I said it once I'll say it again I could have had a whole season of the little girl <laughs> and Bill Camp yes yes just saying mm-hmm. okay now we can end it mm. this first part the man DeLorean mm. on Disney Plus mm. now I've been seeing memes critic <laughs> you know what's the point of Disney Plus <laughs> without the Mandalorian. Like, literally, mm-hmm. what is the point? You know, there's no show on Disney Plus that can rival the Mandalorian. We've got a lot of Marvel stuff coming out, a lot yeah. of the, the What If animated series. We've got uh, WandaVision. We've got, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, Falcon and mm-hmm. uh, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. And then we've got Hawkeye's spinoff mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming that they're just going to keep going and going and going. We're going to dive deeper and deeper. Yeah. It's like, you know, they got 10, 10 shows for the Marvel Universe and 10 for where we are now, the Star Wars Universe. Yes. And mm-hmm. so far, the Star Wars... Uh, I'm going to go on record to say this as well. Mandalorian, I will rival that series up against any Star Wars movie. Any of them. Yeah. Any, And, I'm, and I know that's sacrilege. We may get some hate mail. I don't Is care. It- you don't even know my address. <laughs> so the thing about it is never before have I seen such a flushed out. It's like the ring, right? Mm-hmm. The kid is the ring and everything revolves around the kid. And if it doesn't, 
Why are we talking about it? John mm-hmm. Favreau created The Mandalorian. He also wrote most of the episodes. He got some A-plus directors. Yep. Last season, of course, but this season, Robert Rodriguez is jumping in. Bryce yep. Howard Dallas is jumping. I mean, mm-hmm. people are popping in everywhere. The cast is extraordinary. Everybody was perfectly filled in. And then you get to the last two mm. to three episodes. Yes. Mm. The action, mm. the fight scenes, Mm-mm. the the battle. And then you get to, and again, we can't spoil this, but you get to the last episode mm. and you think to yourself, I know yeah. that they did not just do this. Like that's <laughs> the way I, I was like, I know that as this person is making his or her yeah. way through, you know, it's it's looking real grim and there's something that happens. I'm like, I know they did not. I yeah. know. No, it's not. It's, yes. It can't be. And well, then you see certain things play out and you go, holy moly, we've bumped into something. We have. And we bumped into a spinoff. Now, let look. <laughs> which was obvious. But look, when that moment that in leading up to the end of this happened, I was watching this with my brother. And we were going through now, because we always have this conversation, wait a minute, where are we in the timeline? I'm like, okay, it's five years after the fall of the Empire. Five years, so, okay, we know what's going on with all the characters, who's still alive, right? Can you put that into perspective for our listeners? Mm -hmm. Is that, um, and and again, when we say the first, second, and third, or fourth, fifth, we're talking about as in release. Yes, in in years, exactly. So it's in between the first, is is it right before the first? Is it in between the first and the second? Into the first, second, and third. After the mm-hmm. third, I mean, yeah. what, what are we doing? So, in in like the ref is saying, in in regard to theatrical release, it's after the first three from the you know starting in the seventies. So after the three, so Rogue One is previous right, right. before that, and then you got one theatrically mm-hmm. release number one, release number two, release number three, and then the Mandalorian comes in with his storyline. Yeah. So we That's knew right. it wasn't Yoda, right? Who could it be? And my brother was like, was this person? I was like, mm, okay, yeah, but how could they do it? So, you know, you see how that is. And it also, Ref, it reminded me of Rogue One's ending as well, the mm. flip side of the coin. And if you if you do your research, everybody, you'll see that for The Mandalorian, they learned lessons uh, for CGI and other things, the effects from Rogue One and from the last Star Wars movie. You can see it. I was like, it's almost the same thing. The same kind of impact, but the flip side of it. I just think that they ended this brilliantly. I really did. And who saw it coming from the beginning of the season? I didn't. Not from the beginning of the season, but I knew when they said what they said about a certain person wanting to reach out to the baby or Mm -hmm. a certain group of people, we'll say. Yeah. A certain group of people wanting to reach out to the baby. I'm like, they can't mean these things. (laughs) (laughs) This woman or man. Yeah. Certainly we're not going to do that. And we did it. Mm. Um, it will, or did they, or did they, was, or did they, was that really, really what happened? So, you know, we like to Giancarlo. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a great bad guy. Like he is such a great, he is, he, he belonged in the empire. Yes. Didn't he? Yes. Well, I mean, he echoes Vader without the force, you know, that's really what he is, but 
what does he have up his sleeve? Like, so, and like when certain things happen, I was like, wait a minute, they can fly. Like it's certain, and it's so smart. I was like, they can fly, can't they? So what he just did may not work. And and also how, what I'm talking about, Ref, how John used that to tell us about the strength of the Mandalorian's armor without seeing it. See, this is what we're talking about. See, I learned so much watching instead of listening. Thank you. Yep. And then we have to end it with the fact that if you don't know already with the Mandalorian, I'm sure people are already buzzing about it. But really, as with John Favreau, who invented, he invented this. <laughs> Stay past the credits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stay past the, the end credits and you will get a bonus scene. And what the critic alluded to, I'm not going to say when he alluded to it, mm-hmm. but what he alluded to, it it smells like well, it's kind of clear that the Mandalorian, at least that kind of world, won't be stopping, you know, with this season. We're going to possibly explore some other things mm-hmm. in other people's worlds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we did find out who that person was, if it was the real person or not, or yeah. if it was or wasn't. Fascinating. Or if- and see, my Absolutely. brother reads some of these comic books as well and knows some of this stuff. So he was like, yes, oh, that's what that is. So th- it's like smart because John Favreau is a wonderful director writer who's a fan. Yes. That's yep. what it is. Yep. All right. So we've got to take a pause here and we'll be back in another jiffy. Keep going through our episodes or what have you. We're obviously going to talk about the last half of this and then give our favorites as well. Stay tuned. Get to the next episode and we'll be right there waiting. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.